This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz. On the Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is sponsored by John Dillon and Dillon Law Group. Do you have legal matters that involve anything gun related? Then you need to call Attorney John Dillon. Whether you your questions are about red flag laws, gun registrations, questions, gun transportation questions, or maybe you aren't sure that your gun complies with California law. You need to call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon is right here in Carlsbad and specializes in California gun laws. Call 760-642-7150 or visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. Well, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. How What's up, Dave? Just kicking chickens, man. Having ourselves a good time. I got this pink camera in my face now. I know. What's so self-conscious. Like, I know. I'm just <laughs> just want to smile at it and never not touch my face for two hours. I don't think you should. That's very good. <laughs> I like gonna, that. Ah. Yeah, yeah, I hope you don't hurt yourself. <laughs> so what kind of a show you got lined up for us today, sir? Well, we have, uh, everybody remembers Melissa Lee. Yeah. She's, Hello. She's here to, uh, she's going to do a, a product. Uh, we, we actually have a couple of reviews today of product, which is very cool. I like the product reviews. I do. Too. So she's going to do a product review. Of course, Joe's with us. He's going to do a product review. We have uh, John Dillon, the attorney that you just- Oh, he's going to call in. He's going to call in. We have a, a question for him, and then he's just going to give us a, a real brief update. Mm-hmm. Uh, very limited on what we can say about the court case that happened last week, because it's a court case. It's We're right in the case. middle of it. Yeah. So we got we can't really say a lot, but he's going to give us a little update. As much as he can. As much as he can. I'll tell you, it was very, very interesting, though. Um, so uh, I think everybody will, will, will enjoy what he has to say um also coming up cover your asp week tickets are on sale asp cover your asp which stands for uh um it stands for uh no, i always Act, get the active self-protection i always paint myself yeah. in this corner i know i love it <laughs> and you notice nobody was gonna bail you out there no i know everybody just looked yeah well come on come active on. self-protection which is john korea who is i just i, I love the guy so much I, I just think he does a great job you see him on youtube mm-hmm. um if you are a san diego county or riverside county or san bernardino county or orange county gun owners member you are going to get a, a, a discount code for participation and cover your asp week so check your email for access access codes he's coming in march oh it's in march is that it's in it march okay. uh so we're giving everybody plenty of time because there's some stuff that happens in the middle of the week and mm-hmm. want to make sure you get the day off if you need to but he's going to do firearms training he's going to do a seminar um do not miss this mm-hmm. don't miss this we get a lot of trainers that come through san diego and they're all great they all have their thing but I don't think there's anybody that gives more functional information than John Korea. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people that work on marksmanship, and that's important, and that's great. But uh, the information you take away from John, I think, is some of the most useful information out there, especially for all you brand new CCW holders. Mm-hmm. Extremely important. So cover your ASP weekend. Go to gunownersradio.com for details on that. And also, while you're there, while you're at gunownersradio.com, we need you to take a survey. 
Um, when if you take the survey, we're going to enter you to win a 511 Rush 24 backpack. Uh, the winner is going to be picked on November 15. Uh, and if you visit the 511 in Mission Valley, tell them hi from Gun Owners Radio or even uh, the one up in Oceanside. Tell them, tell them you heard about uh, 511 and you heard about the, uh, the cool uh, backpack giveaway from Gun Owners Radio. But we need you to take that survey. So if you're listening uh, right now, go to gunownersradio.com slash survey because we want to give you a backpack. And you're, you're going to give us some very, very valuable information on this survey. So help us out. Um, also, San Diego County Gun Owners, we have some upcoming tabletops at gun shops. Um, P2K and North County Shooting Center on November 7th. So P2K is down in El Cajon. And really cool shop, really great range. North County Shooting Center is in San Marcos. Again, brand new, very, very new uh, range and shop. Both have some of the best employees in the county. Um, both are uh, really fun ranges of shops, but we need folks to volunteer to uh, man these tabletops. We, we're having all kinds of success at these tabletops. People are signing up to become members. We're getting the word out about our voter guide. Of course, by then it'll be after the election, uh, but we're getting uh, um, CCW information out there. We're getting a, it's it's these are very very effective. It's a really important line of communication. And by the way, may I just throw this out here? Sure. That five eleven uh, twenty four backpack. Yep. It's a hundred and thirty dollar value, folks. Yeah. Yep. So this isn't no cheesy Kmart parking lot or, <laughs> or back backpack. No. I mean, I think I won it. Yeah, I did. I won it already. <laughs> no, oh no, I, I guess I didn't. I don't think you did. I don't think I did. The uh, well, the I know it's not. You know, it's not like a back to school. You're not. It's not. It's not some, a back to school yeah. backpack. Yeah, it's I think not it's for your punch. trapper keeper. Yeah, right. You know, it's <laughs> trapper, keeper. trapper keeper. Depends well, on where you go to school. What is that? Yeah. Depends on what school you're going to. Yeah. Exactly, Joe. Um, anyway, go to San Diego County com slash volunteer, sign up to work. One of the tabletops mm-hmm. at gun shops. We're going to give you a shirt. Uh, you're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to get to hang out at a uh, gun shop. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to tell your husband, Hey honey, sorry, I got to go hang out at a gun shop for a few hours. You got to look after the kids, uh, or vice versa. Whoever your spouse is, whether you have a, a husband or a wife, this is a good excuse to go hang out at a, at a gun shop. Right, Melissa? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so anyway, um, there's a lot, lot, lot going on. Um, you know, the election's coming up. Uh, the uh, We're going to interview. Uh, yesterday, there was a uh, Second Amendment rally. They usually do it live in Washington, D.C., um, but they we did it virtually. So, coming up in the next segment, we're going to talk to Rob Pincus, who uh, put together the Second Amendment rally. And we're going to talk to him about how it went and what he sees the future holds for uh, Second Amendment uh, advocates and gun owners, and uh, we have a really, really fun-filled, yeah. packed show today. Yeah, you absolutely do. What products are you going to be reviewing there, Joe? We're going to go back to the, um, we did the Caldwell uh, electronic earmuffs a week or so, uh, last week, right. and remember, um, we I had some inconclusive things there, so we're going to try it out again this week. Oh, did you make a phone call? And um, Well, I, <laughs> I tried it out again at the range to see if it would work, and it worked fine so i'm going to talk about that because okay, it was either going to be talking about how it worked or talking about how the company reacted when i told them it when you called work. them okay and what about you melissa i'm going to be reviewing a silicone mask from gotta pack aren't you going to talk about shooting out of a helicopter because i text you five <laughs> times did you hit the target i did hit the target. i got no response i did hit the target you have to see my video on that i've seen the video i like seeing you just 
just shooting like crazy. You, you like that video? That Me shooting bit. an M what two forty nine out? Were you shooting at pigs or were you shooting at steel? Nah, she was shooting at buildings. I think no, like, um, mountain. I was shooting like a mountain and had well, like you can't a miss of, a mountain. No, but I had targets on the mountain <laughs> oh. strategically placed. Okay, I couldn't tell if it was a, hanging halfway out of a helicopter. So see, if, if you're going to go in the helicopter for another hundred bucks, you can go on the wild boar shoots at helicopters. Yeah. You can come home with a cooler full of meat. Okay, now you got, I would like that. Okay, but now like you got to <clears throat> shoot a fifty cal out of a helicopter. I, I'm I'm that'll up for get, the challenge. That'll get your attention. If Let there's anybody that can offer that to me, I would right. be down to do it. But how do I people see that video? What'd you say? How do they see your video? How do they see your video? Um, we'll have uh, to post pers- it up on our. Yeah, it's uh, not posted. No, it's, come well, on, get posted, it, girl. It's personal, so. Yeah, well. Oh, we'll have to post it up on San Diego County yeah. Gun Owners. <clears throat> I mean, if you want me to, I will. I'll talk to the, the media manager and. Uh, Do we have a media manager? Yeah, I didn't know who that person might be. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. When we come back, <laughs> Mr. John Dillon is in the wings. We actually uh, Rob Pincus. Oh, Rob Pincus first. Yeah, he's going to talk about the Second oh, Amendment. Oh, that's even better. Right here on FM ninety six one, AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense in those horrible new red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is a legal defense program for lawful gun owners. With a 24-7 emergency hotline, let them provide the lawyer for you. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. Or you can call them direct, 469-310-9100. All right. You have your guest on the line. We do. Rob Pincus, who's been on uh, our show uh, before, and uh, we're so honored to have him back and very happy to have him come talk about the Second Amendment rally that that uh, happened virtually yesterday. Um, for those who aren't familiar with Rob, he is a professional trainer, author, and consultant. He and his staff at ICE Training Company provide services to military, law enforcement, private security, and students interested in self-defense. And when he, uh, in his spare time, he is also, uh, when he's not teaching uh, the entire world how to shoot, uh, Rob is a, a fantastic uh, advocate for the Second Amendment. And I appreciate everything that you do, Rob, on behalf of gun owners across the nation. Thank you. Hey, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on here today. Uh, yesterday was uh, a busy day in, in my world. A lot of stuff going on with the Second Amendment, and the uh, the 2A rally really was amazing. You know, we all wanted to be there uh, in Washington, D.C. again like we were last year. Uh, we needed to do a virtual event for a bunch of reasons, primarily because of the change in policy at the Capitol grounds uh, related to corona. And, uh, you know, my, my team uh, did an amazing job. I, I'm really proud to be part of that committee. Everyone stepped up. Uh, Paul Lathrop with AMCON uh, did an amazing job coordinating the broadcast. And uh, Cheryl Todd and Chris Chang uh, joined me for the live hosting of about 35 speakers. And uh, it really, really went well. Wow, 35 speakers. That's, uh, Man. that's a lot. Who were some of the other names? Well, we had uh, some of the people came back from last year, so we had about 40 to 50 percent. I never did get a final count uh, exactly what the percentage was, but 40 to 50 percent of them were returning from last year, um, like Cheryl Todd and Chris Chang, for example. They mm-hmm. were uh, on the stage last year speaking, and they joined me on the committee this year, along with Diana Muller of the D.C. Project, uh, and D.C. Project Foundation. She was also on the committee. She also uh, she did not host the show. She was one of our recorded speakers yesterday. Um, Kevin Dixie 
was there for No Other Choice Training. Amaj Ture was one of our returning speakers. Um, Eric Pratt from Gun Owners of America was there as one of our returning speakers. Um, one of our new speakers this year was Alan Gottlieb of the uh, Second Amendment Foundation and yeah. the Citizens, uh, Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. He was one of our new ones. And we had a lot of names that I think not everybody would know uh, that unless they pay a lot of close attention maybe to some of the, the circles of the people who were at the rally last year. Um, well, who's one? I'll tell you what, Rob, what's, what's a particular speaker that maybe we haven't heard of that you were particularly impressed by? I'll tell you what, the, pe- the people that probably tell the story the best are uh, Rolando and Johanna. And, and Rolando and Johanna go by Locked and Loaded Latinos on uh, Instagram. You can find them. They have their own podcast now. They are two-way gun rights advocates, gun just gun enthusiasts, first and foremost. They value their Second Amendment rights. They, they train and are prepared to protect themselves with guns if they need to. Um, Rolando was speaking about his gun ownership and, and doing some kind of gun advocacy things before the rally last year. Mm-hmm. His wife, Johanna, however, was uh, more, I guess she, she, using her own words, was more closeted about her gun ownership until the rally last year. And she has talked about how inspired she was by seeing the other advocates and meeting a lot of the people. And uh, Rolando was, was kind of redoubled in his efforts as well. And as I said, they've started their own podcast. Um, they do a lot of outreach and a lot of work just in the Second Amendment community in general, but um, particularly as Latinos who are heavily involved now in the Second Amendment, trying to uh, set an example and set a tone so that other people know that uh, certainly that community is very welcome in the gun community if they didn't know that already. And uh, they have some leaders they can follow. So they were speakers this year, um, again, after having simply been attendees last year and getting inspired to do the work because that's a big part of what the the rally's about i love that i love seeing uh i love seeing growth like that you know someone that you know kind of sticks their their big toe into the deep end and then you know next thing you know they're uh you know they're teaching swimming lessons you know (laughs) and i I think that's great that's that's really uh what advocacy is all about is you know getting people involved and to do effective things. So was there a, obviously there's a second amendment theme, but was there, a, was there a particular theme or, or, or an area of concentration or, or was it just a, a, a general, you know, Hey, you know, here's what we're doing here and here's what you can do to be more effective or. The, the kind of the, the theme we put out there was celebrating and defending the rights protected by our second amendment. And, and I think that sentence is an important sentence to really dissect, right? If somebody wanted to say, what's your theme? And, and we didn't just want to say, well, gun rights, uh, that sentence says a lot. You know, it, it talks about why, you know, and to us, it talks about why this is something that should be celebrated. This is an amazing thing we have on planet Earth uh, to have an entire nation of people who for a long time um, have had a guaranteed right based on the, the right to defend themselves to have the access to the means to defend themselves, uh, people they care about, and, and ultimately our way of life, um, have it guaranteed in the founding documents of the country is pretty amazing. So I think that's worth celebrating. Um, certainly, it's, uh, they're worth defending, and we talk a lot about that in the Second Amendment community, defending them. Uh, you know, somewhere involved in all of that is, is regaining. We know that we're, you know, you guys are in California. You know what I'm talking about, right? You, you yeah. may be right on the verge of regaining uh, the right to have the same magazines I can have uh, right here in Florida where I'm sitting, right? So, so there's, uh, there's a lot in that sentence. And it's also a reminder that the rights are there, and the Second Amendment merely protects them. It does not grant them. And I think that's another important piece of that sentence. So celebrating and defending 
uh, the rights protected by our Second Amendment is uh, the overall theme. What we're really about at the Second Amendment rally, and this is why it doesn't have sponsors, it doesn't have a, a company doing any advertising, there's no one organization. Um, we have uh, several people who are anonymous on the, the planning committee and who fund all of the funding. Um, and this year we didn't need much funding because we had some great volunteers on the tech side, and we didn't have to pay for any of the things we would have had to pay for if we did it in person in D.C., um, but people who had committed funding last year and, and would have provided funding this year are all anonymous because we're really about uh, for the people, by the people. You know, it's it's very much a grassroots thing. We don't want it to be cliquish. We don't want it to be, you know, this organization versus that organization. Yeah. And we want people looking at it to see that and to recognize that there is no one organization that really represents over 100 million American gun owners. There, there couldn't be. There's no one voice. There's no one caricature. And the, the diversity, and not just superficial diversity, but the thought diversity, the, the di- perspective diversity, the focus and mission diversity that was shared by those speakers um, really does tell that story. Now, there, was, there were so many speakers, and it was so successful um, that you actually uh, ended up yielding your time to some of the, some of the, uh, some of the speakers um, and weren't able to, to give uh, the speech that you had prepared. Um, do you want to touch on that? Do you want to talk about, you know, what are some of the things that you were looking forward to saying or, or, you know, which by the way, I thought that was very, um, showed a lot of leadership that you said, Hey, you know what, I'm going to yield my time. Let's make sure that, you know, these other folks, uh, their voices are heard, which I, I uh, really respect and appreciate. I thought that was really great of you, but what are some of the things you wanted to touch on and say? Yeah, I appreciate that. At the end of the day, you know, people are hearing um, Cheryl and Chris and I sort of make comments and and point out what's important to us or what we highlight about the speakers or about their speeches. So I feel like they get a flavor for for what we're thinking. And one of the reasons that in the official lineup I was at the end was was knowing that, you know, I, I talk a lot. You guys are having me on the radio show, right, as opposed to any of the other 38 people that were involved. And, and I, I am, you know, lucky or, or I, I've worked a lot to get to have these collaborations. None of them returned our call, Rob. Always. You were the only one that... Uh... <laughs> I was, I'm always saying yes, you know. So I get the opportunity to talk to a lot of people uh, quite often, right? And, and even I'm just so proud of being able to work on the rally and help other people speak that that's sort of my, my speech, right? Like my speech is, hey, you should listen to all these people. Uh, so the idea that I would deliver an extra message, you know, certainly was built into the schedule. Cheryl, uh, Todd, and uh, Chris Chang both had their uh, opportunity. Both of them, by the way, cut some of their comments shorter than they would they were planning on having as well because we knew that we were going to be behind time a little bit. You know, the, the, when you do a virtual rally, the time is sort of uh, arbitrary, right? It's not like people really have to drive home and you know everybody's not really sitting there watching the whole thing. I mean, Gun Rights Policy Conference was very successful and it ran for, you know, I, I think it was a total of something like 16 hours or something or 14 hours in four blocks. So the one, we had one really hard timeline we wanted to stay within and that was the four-hour block that Facebook gives you for a live stream so you don't have to start a new live stream. Um, in person last year, we stayed to three hours. This year, what we wanted to do, we were really kind of caught in, in needing to have some live activity, needing to have conversations, needing to have some interaction with the comment streams at YouTube, the comment streams at Facebook, the hosts, you know, the three of us talking amongst each other. We wanted there to be some live aspects. We didn't want it just to be a, a, a playlist of recorded speeches that went from one to another to another to another. We wanted some engagement with the audience and to give it a feeling of what it could have been if they were standing uh, you know, on the Capitol grounds with us. And that just by its very nature adds time. 
So last year, Jeff Knox and I um, sort of emceed the speeches in Washington, and we were able to keep all of those transitions from, you know, 30 to 60 seconds. Most of them were very fast, a quick introduction, thanking the last person, a quick introduction, and we got out of the way. The nature of the virtual rally, wanting to, it to be more engaging, we, we had more banter between the speakers. We also added some speakers, and we had what I called concept commercials. We had three short concept commercials, which were in there, which really weren't speeches. They really weren't presentations, but they were important short messages um, that I thought were, were also important. The committee thought were important to, uh, to include. So that's how we ended up getting to that about three hours and 45 minutes. Um, but I did post, I had a recorded speech. I was also at the NRA uh, meeting of the members yesterday morning and had that gone long. And for some reason, I wasn't able to join the live event. Um, I had recorded a speech, which I posted to my YouTube and Facebook and People can see that. And it really just comes down to um, encouraging advocacy, the same thing we were talking about, um, encouraging people to become those leaders in their community. And even if it just means hitting share and reposting the Second Amendment rally, uh, that's enough. You know, that, that's enough. But maybe you're going to start your own podcast and maybe someday you'll be you'll be one of our speakers, you know, and, and encouraging people to do that. Yeah. And in the, in the next segment, I want to talk a little bit about the NRA meeting because I know you you attended. I know it happened yesterday. Was that a coincidence, by the way, that it happened on the same day? I, I have to think it was. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, um, I think uh, we'll talk about it more in the next yeah, segment. Okay. What I was just curious. What that meeting is. I, but I, I am 99% sure that that was a coincidence. It's just a coincidence. I, I didn't think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the now we got we have an election coming up. Um, is are you guys? Uh, well, who knows what the future is going to hold, right? So, but the plan is next year around this. Are you guys going to host it uh, every year right around this time? And is it purposely you know a few weeks ahead of an election, or was that just that was unintentional or? This year it was. So last year we actually did it on November 2nd. Um, we, when we looked at the schedule, uh, the, the committees, remember, I, you know, I didn't start this idea. I was actually invited in by some of the people who have uh, to this day remained anonymous who, who had the idea of doing a um, broad spectrum perspective rally in Washington, D.C. that was unsponsored and unaffiliated to, to remind everybody in the world, including people inside the gun community, that there is a lot of diversity of thought and there is a lot of diversity of leadership and there is no one voice that speaks for the gun community. That was sort of the, the idea. And I got very excited about that. Certainly wanted to help out. And when we looked at the calendar of available Saturdays, uh, the November 2nd seemed like a good, a good time to celebrate the second amendment. So we chose that date. I like fall in DC as a, as a choice, you know, weather wise, access wise people, there's always going to be a conflict. So with us in the fall, it's going to be hunting season. Uh, in the spring, it would be, school and sports in the summer it would be too hot and we'd have tourists and yeah. winter it's too cold you know so in the holidays so so we we probably will continue to do this in the fall um you know again that's not uh, a choice that i make by myself um but sure. um, when we do our our kind of recap next week with the committee members and we start looking for new committee members or people decide they, they hey, rob. Be involved, they don't be involved hey rob hey rob hey rob unlike your event we have commercials <laughs> so I'm going to let you sit back for a moment, take a breath, <clears throat> excuse me, and we're going to take a quick break. We're listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right now. Here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. 
All right, folks. Hey, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. So California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. So what is the solution? Cali Key. Cali Key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR platform pattern rifle into a straight pull-bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check out Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y.com. All right, we got our guest, Rob Pincus, back with us. Hey, Rob, how you doing? I'm still doing great. I, uh, I, I, tell you, I I might actually, I'm doing great, but I'm tired. Yesterday was a long day. <laughs> I got back to Florida today, and uh, after this, I'm probably going to uh, pour some bourbon, put on a movie, and uh, turn the phone off until till tomorrow morning at 6 or 7. Right. Yeah, cool, and you won't make it halfway through the movie. We're going to bet. Well, what kind of bourbon are you going to I was going to ask, what brand are you drinking? Everybody yeah, wants bourbon. to know, what kind of bourbon? I think tonight it's going to be, uh, it's going to be probably Maker's 46, I think is what I, I'm going to I love Maker's tonight. 46. I absolutely love it. I, I think it's, I was a Maker's guy. Maker's 46 came out. Now I'm a Maker's 46. Yeah, uh, see, I haven't gotten up to that yet. I started out with Buffalo Trace and uh, Four Roses Small Batch Select is where I'm at now. Buffalo <laughs> Trace really is really like good. Four Roses. For, yeah. for the price yeah. in that price range, Buffalo Trace is really good. Yeah, that's what somebody was telling me. That's why I started with that one. <laughs> hey, Rob, don't be funny if Mike doesn't show up at your front door here, right? <laughs> shortly after the show. Well, he's going to have to. He's going to have to make it to Florida. Yeah. He can make it to Florida for that. I have a sneaky. She's over here drooling. <laughs> We've actually got a great distillery here in St. Augustine, and uh, unfortunately, I need to restock. I don't have any here on the shelf, so I think it is going to be the uh, forty-six tonight. Awesome. All right. So rally went really well. Um, well, What are the next steps? What do you think, uh, you know, what will come of the rally or or what are you hoping, uh, you know, what are you looking forward to in the next couple of weeks leading up to the election and in in the next year between now and the next rally? Uh, that's a lot. I, I, let's it is a rally. lot. Um, yeah, the first thing we do is I've got emails and I ask all the speakers, you know, take a, a night or 24 hours the rest of the weekend, whatever. Give me three things. First, I want to know, you know, what were your lessons learned or concerns about the way, you know, anything happened? You know, obviously I can't control Corona, all that. But as far as the thing, you know, let the committee know. Uh, the committee has already started reviewing some of those emails that have come in. We're, we're getting a lot of great feedback. Uh, the second uh, question is, do you want to, speak again? Do you want to be considered to speak again? And then the third question we ask is, uh, do you want to sponsor somebody or recommend somebody for consideration that might not be on our radar? Um, for example, last year, Timothy Knight, uh, who does amazing work, he's a you know former NRA board member and a great grassroots advocate for gun rights. He's inspired and mentored a lot of people. He spoke last year and he took the option of saying, hey, I'd love to have you, you know, consider filling my spot with uh, Rebecca Schmoy, who was a co-host with him for a period of time on the uh, To the Republic podcast. And she works with DC Project and One Million Moms Against Gun Control. Uh, she is uh, just a great advocate and has a great story. And as, as happened, uh, you know, along that line, she became a speaker and she was one of our speakers this year. So I think that's the, the biggest thing for us right away as a committee is to get the feedback from the speakers and really try to understand, you know, what they saw for, for 
positives and negatives and potentials. And then uh, obviously we've seen all the comments. We'll continue to look at the comments. We'll continue to spread the word. And, and right now I'll tell everybody, go to secondamendmentrally.com and you can see the stream. Uh, obviously you don't have to sit there for three, almost four hours. You can uh, break it up, you know, watch, uh, watch one speaker a day for the next uh, month. I don't care. Yeah, you know, That's what we want to do now is spread the word, make sure those, those get seen. So we're going to chop them up and we're going to get those all posted as individual speeches. I think that's a good idea. Back to the speakers. That's yeah. a very good idea. Idea. And you attended the NRA. This is the NRA's annual meeting, which uh, I honestly was. I, I kind of stopped paying attention to their uh, their meetings and you know their annual meetings, that sort of thing. But I think what happened is, uh, you know, they usually have this huge in person meeting, and tens of thousands of people show, and it's it's like a, an enormous uh, 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 gun show, just you know, just shy of the size of like Shot Show. Um, and uh, and then they have you know their business meeting. People can attend that sort of thing. Because of COVID, they had to cancel that, and they just had a, a much smaller in person meeting. Is that is that is that the gist of what happened? And you attended that? Yeah. So what ha- I think the official word would be that they canceled the NRA annual meeting and ran the big gun show that you're talking about. That officially, with all the exhibits and all the speakers and all that, that was canceled. The leadership forum and what what also has to happen per the bylaws of the organization. Is they, they have three board meetings every year. They usually have a spring, a winter, and a fall board meeting. The spring board meeting is usually at the NRA's annual meeting. And they're also, by the bylaws, they are required to have at least one meeting of the members where the members are intended to speak. I mean, in fact, the, the verbiage is very specific in the bylaws. The members shall be heard. Of course, we all in the gun world know the difference between May yeah, and shall and May. Yeah. And, <laughs> And this is a, a members shall be heard. And in fact, our Corona compliant masks for the uh, save the second group that showed up, we're, we're obviously very interested in reform and moving forward with a better, stronger NRA than we've had uh, maybe for the last decade or two and uh, get away from some of the scandal and some of the issues that are surrounding it right now. And uh, we all wore uh, masks that said shall be heard uh, down the side of the face there. So uh, talk about specifically that. what were you looking to do uh, and what were you hoping to accomplish by uh, by attending? Well, there's there's the overt, and then there's the the sort of uh, I guess the implicit and the explicit, right? So um, explicitly, we are there as members to to learn what's going on, to to interact with the directors, interact with the officers, interact with the staff, interact with each other. Um, it's it's just it's, it's great to talk to people who care about the Second Amendment, have a vested interest in a specific issue, uh, maybe, and, and it's different from yours. Uh, at the NRA members meeting. Um, a year and a half ago, it seems like forever ago, a year and a half ago, the last time there was a members meeting, um, people can go online and, and see the videos. They, they all they kind of went viral in the gun community. There was the, the issue of uh, Oliver North uh, stepping down as president or at least failing to perform all of his duties as president at the members meeting. Uh, he left that to the vice president at the time, Richard Childress, the first vice president, because he had a very now public confrontation with Wayne LaPierre suggesting that he stepped down uh, before the meeting of the members um, at the beginning of the week of the annual meeting last year because of all of these uh, scandals and allegations and, and financial malfeasance and just general dysfunction inside the leadership of the NRA. Um, that was characterized as a coup attempt, uh, I think I think inaccurately at the time. I think Oliver North was in the right trying to get things so that uh, the NRA could save some face and clean up some messes and move forward. Um, and that's not what happened. So there was a, a lot of debate on the floor, probably the most contentious uh, debate on the floor uh, in a couple of decades as far as the NRA annual meetings go and the NRA meeting of the members. I was part of that. 
calling for transparency. I'm calling for, for Mr. LaPierre and the other uh, as part of the what I would call the establishment to involve members in what was going on and, and sort of open the books and be honest. Uh, that and that not, and that, uh, that and Rob, you and I, you know, when, when people talk about having a disagreement in this day and age, it 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 sounds like it's some kind of knockdown, drag out. But I think you know, a couple of years ago, uh, when 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 this when you started uh, working with other people as well to, uh, um, you know, I don't know, for lack of a better term, to criticize the NRA and what was going on. I think we, we had a kind of a gentleman's disagreement as to uh, the value of that. You know the value of, of criticizing the NRA, and I, I think that the last year and a half or two years uh, have proven that 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 you're you're probably right. You're, you're you know I'm definitely coming around a little bit more um, to to you know your efforts and what you're what you're looking to do and accomplish um, because a lot has come out and a lot a lot of people have kind of joined in and said yeah th- this is just not right. Um, and I personally have had some some reasons to you know I mean the NRA is not not my best friend, um, and we're not going to get into all that. But uh, you know I've I've pretty much been of the of the opinion that hey you know what I I think we should probably focus on activism and and maybe uh, you know point the guns outward rather than inward. Um, but y- you know you've said no. There's there's a significant and important value in making sure that the largest Second Amendment organization is effective, is run properly, is you know uh, you know, and I, I think that you you've you've come a, a, a you've made a lot of progress and, and things have come a long way because of the effort because of what you've done and what uh, some of the folks around you have done. Um, and so what, what what do you think what were some of the what were some of the back and forth uh, points made at the meeting yesterday? What what were some people saying, you know, on one side and other people were saying on the other side? Well, you have to remember, this has been going on for a long time. And, I, and, and I've been interested in this issue for a long time. I worked with the NRA for a long time, collaborated with them for years, and, and saw a lot of the things from the inside. And um, There are people like Jeff Knox, who obviously have been in this for decades. So, And they've got Frank Tate, who's the reform candidate uh, for the board, and we were there in support of him. He was running for that 76 seat. As it turns out, Jim Wallace, who's a great guy, he runs goal. I, I've been talking to him a lot. He's been, had some health issues the last couple of weeks. Um, and, and while I did not support him for that board, he is a, he is a great guy for the gun rights community, and, and congratulations to him for getting that 76 seat. But we were there supporting uh, Frank Tate, who's running on a reform bill, and people can learn more about the reform issues at Save the Second org or save the two a.org i'm sorry so the save the second organization you can learn more about all this stuff well we were really going back and forth and i spoke uh, three or four times during the members meeting um on the, the podium what's interesting is this year it was much when we talk about a gentleman's agreement this year the nra has really gone out of their way between the winter board meeting and this meeting last uh just yesterday to show the members and and myself included to show all of the members that they are more welcome than they were in the past, or at least they're going to be allowed to speak. They are going to be encouraged to participate. They're going to be encouraged to learn more. And the NRA board in general, um, and particularly the bylaws uh, committee, who really have to do a lot of the work that we're concerned about. We want things like a smaller board. We want term limits. We want an attendance policy. We want an annual reported open audit of the membership roles by category so that we know that the membership numbers being reported are accurate. And the NRA can stand on an accurate number and not be attacked from the outside or questioned from the inside without a good answer coming about how many members the NRA really has. 
Um, and, and why, at best, is it only 5% of American gun owners? You know, let's start answering those questions. So we talked a lot about those things yesterday. Um, we have been successful in getting an attendance policy put in place for the board. Oh, good. And people were, were, were shocked to find out that some board members that literally have never been to a board That, that in and of itself, that's a huge accomplishment. I mean, there are guys that get elected, like Carl Malone, who used to play for the Utah Jazz, you know? Good dude, yeah, yeah. you know, but... People just elected him because he was Carl Malone. He, he never showed up. He never actually did anything. I don't even know if he wanted to be on the board, you know, but he just was a famous name. And, you know, we need people that are going to roll up their sleeves and do things. But that in and of itself is a fantastic accomplishment, Rob. I'm, I'm really glad you guys did that. So, Rob, I, I really appreciate it. We're actually at the end of our time. Fantastic guest. Great information, as always. Uh, what what uh, what website do you want? Do you want to uh, do you think people should visit? I think I second amendment. Uh, SecondAmendmentRally.com, 2NDAmendmentRally.com. Check out those speeches. You know, find your favorite, screen capture it, share it, um, whatever you need to do. We, we want people to share that live stream, share those videos, and put them out there. There's no copyright. There's no licensing. Uh, just put that information out there because we did have some amazing speakers with amazing messages that uh, we gun owners and people that are just interested in the gun community, even if you're, you're curious about joining us or maybe you think all of our guns should be taken away because we're not capable of handling our rights responsibly, listen to these speakers and, and you're going to realize you're wrong. Great job, Rob. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. This is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Who picks this music? Hey, that's that's White Zombie. I Halloween. knew you know. I knew Rob you were Dracula. But yeah. Oh, is it Rob Zombie? It's yeah, not White Zombie. Rob. It's Rob Zombie, and it's uh, <laughs> Dracula about the Munster's uh, car. I, I, oh, I know about that car. Yeah. So, hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome the Firearms Policy Coalition <laughs> to our family of sponsors. Firearm Policy Coalition is dedicated to restoring and protecting the Second Amendment. Just like us, Firearm Policy Coalition works on the state and federal levels and have filed some of the most important Second Amendment lawsuits to date. Together, we are working on all levels to uh, restore your gun owner rights. That's why it's also important to support Firearm Policy Coalition. You can become a member at firearmpolicy.org. And do that right now. Stop what you're yes. doing. Yes. Go, get on a computer and well, listen to John first. Yep. Yep. Well, well, yeah. But get it. Become a member of Firearms Policy Coalition. These guys are so helpful and do such an amazing job. Uh, it, it, please, uh, you know, we're really looking to bolster the membership here in San Diego. So uh, take a minute and join Firearms Policy Coalition. All right. So we got John Dillon on the line. The topic today is lawsuit update in house is on a five acres in Hamul. It's surrounded by about 400 acres of private property bordering Cleveland National Forest. Am, am I legal legal to carry on the private road near my property with consent of the other owners in the area? I'm the only house there. The rest is just land. If you can point me in the right direction, John, I would truly appreciate it. What do you think, John? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good, how are you? So, uh, 
do we want a legal update first, or do we want to kind of tackle uh, this question? Uh, do the legal yeah, update. Yeah, do first, the legal update we'll... first, as much as you can say. Okay, so um, as many many people know, uh, there was an evidentiary hearing last week in the Miller v. Becerra uh, federal court case down in the Southern District of California. Uh, and for those of you who have memorized all the names of all these various court cases, this is the Second Amendment challenge to California's assault weapons uh, laws and their assault weapon prohibitions. So it's a big one. Uh, and uh, FPC, SAF, the California Gun Rights Foundation, uh, and all F lawyers uh, were down in San Diego this week uh, for that hearing. And uh, to, to break it down the best way, I know there was a lot of anticipation. Uh, everyone was hoping for another Freedom Week, uh, but with regard to assault weapons. Uh, the better news, though, is I think we got something better than that. Um, and this is it. So after the hearing occurred on Monday and Thursday, uh, the big news is that the court has scheduled a bench trial for January 21st, 2021. And uh, that's a big thing because this is going to be uh, a full trial with witnesses, uh, evidence, everything. Uh, so we would get a full ruling on the merits, uh, you know, after that hearing. Um, so, you know, like we said earlier, you know, this latest hearing was a preliminary injunction. Well, we're kind of fast tracking and going forward on the full case here. Uh, and so instead of getting a temporary preliminary injunction, uh, we'll have the full bench trial in January and we could get a full decision from the court on the merits. So, uh, yeah, you didn't get your, your preliminary injunction from this uh, latest hearing. Uh, you got something better. So we have uh, the courts requested that we submit uh, a briefing uh, by November 5th. So just uh, about two weeks from today. And then we have a pretrial conference uh, scheduled with the court and the opposing counsel uh, on December 16th. Uh, but this is where full speed ahead. Now, does that, does that include a jury? Is that a jury trial? Uh, a bench trial is a trial that's done in front of the judge. Also, oh, okay. No jury. All right. All right. All right. That's mm -hmm. for the Perry Mason folks out there that didn't know. All right. Awesome. Yeah, so, well, that's that's excellent so we, we news. We thought we were going to get just a, a preliminary matter done, but we're going forward and getting a, a full case, uh, you know. So you're happy. Pretty soon. So you're happy. Yes, I am. I am very happy. Okay. As, as one of the attorneys working on it, I, I, I am very happy about that news. Hey John, when when the court looks at uh, that case, are they are they looking at it as like a, you know, it's unconstitutional on its face, or it's unconstitutional as applied, or both ways? How would they likely consider that? Uh, it is how we brought it. We we have brought the case stating that the the, the law, the Assault and Control Act, is unconstitutional on its face. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So let's go to the question. Yeah, go back to the question. Now, basically, the way I read the question is he's asking um, if he can carry. Uh, he said legally carry. He didn't really specify. If, I'm assuming he means concealed, but uh, he may be talking about open carry as well. But he wants to know if he can carry on private roads near his property with the consent of the other owners in the area. 
He's the only house there. He's pretty much out out in the boondocks. Now, you probably don't have enough information to really give this guy a specific answer because there are so many variables. But generally, what are the rules about carrying um, you know, in rural areas, we know that you can't carry within like most city, within all city limits in California and in a lot of unincorporated areas, unless you have a concealed, uh, carry, uh, permit, but he's asking, Hey, I'm way out in the sticks. What are the, are the laws different out there? Are the regulations different? Yeah. Can he put a gun in his gun rack in a truck? But I think he's talking about carrying on his person, you think? on his person. Yeah. You think? Yeah. So, um, the uh, unfortunate uh, answer in that is that it's going to depend uh, exactly on where uh, he is and possibly even the, you know, the local code, the ordinances that are in place wherever he is. Uh, but in general, now, uh, you know, the carry restrictions that uh, are in California, they apply to carrying in public generally. So, you know, if you're at your house, obviously you can carry your firearm concealed or open in your home, and that's not a big deal. Uh, you know, if you're on your private property, you can also carry your firearm. You don't need a concealed uh, concealed carry license in order to carry on, on your property. Now, the, the question of others. So it, it is possible to be able to legally carry uh, on another person's property. So... So, Michael, I go to your house. If you give me explicit permission, you know, I, I may be able to carry uh, my firearm on your property or in your home without a license. But you I can. I give you that permission, John. Permission. Anytime you, you come go. over. You can come <laughs> Until we bust out the makers, then we got to be responsible and put yeah, it away. There we go. That Up until that point, but, uh, Melissa exactly. can't, though. I don't really trust Melissa. But Joe can. But <laughs> a little worried about Melissa. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, as long as Dave doesn't have one, we're okay. Now you're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. So, um, so you can get permission from the owner of the land and property uh, in order if you want to carry on private land. The the issue of private roads. Now, private roads are different than when it comes to you know private land. So, I, I you know I have my property out here. Uh, North County, uh, I have a completely gated, fenced-in property. So, you know, no one from the public can just walk onto my property. They'd have to go through gates or climb over fences in order to get to my property. Um, so it's closed off to the public. you got to go uh, and get my permission to enter on the property, otherwise you're trespassing. Now, when it comes to private roads, uh, you know, a lot of times, you know, you'll get stuff like road associations or, or groups of homes that kind of pitch in together, create a private road for their area. Uh, the problem with those is they are more semi-public or even public access because unless there is a gate that prevents the you know everyone in the public from entering that land, uh, you're kind of in a gray area of whether or not you have full control and authority over who comes and goes onto those roads. So I would not suggest driving around uh, with a, a firearm unless you have a concealed carry license on you or you are properly transporting uh, those firearms. Well, well uh, you know, car. say you, because I get these questions fairly often, and, um, you know, sometimes I get a little gun shy about <laughs> gun shy. I get a little gun shy about, you know, talking about if you're somebody who, you know, maybe, I don't know, I guess it doesn't matter where you live, but you you know, you're, you're in San Diego County, you have a question like this. 
What's a resource that you recommend? Like how if this guy hadn't contacted us, where would he go for this answer? Well, you don't want him to go anywhere because the minute he does and they find out he's digging around, that's not good. <laughs> Hello. But what's a? How do you? I mean, you know, do you just got to go to the penal code or call the sheriff no, or what do you think? Call John with, and yeah, give yeah. John more information, right? Uh, that would help. I uh, obviously with more information, I can give more specific yeah. answers. Uh, and my office is always open to do general consultations on, uh, you know, uh, firearm questions and answers and all that. Hey, I got a quick um, one. I got a quick one for you if I can. Is there a way to get two Colt 1911s, one for this guy and one for his his dad, in in California? Uh, well, uh, depending on exactly what Colt 1911 they would like, uh, there are many Colt 1911s that would qualify as Kiro and relic firearms. Yeah, he thinks it's on. Uh, he thinks it's on the list. Relic, they would be exempt from the handgun roster. All right, I'll have him call you, buddy. Get, what's your phone Alrighty. number? It's not on the paperwork. What's your phone number? It's seven six zero six four two seven one five zero. All right, buddy, take care, and we'll talk to you down the road, folks. This is Gun Owners Radio right here on FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Well, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, our justice system may not be on your side while you protect your family and property. U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Get a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. All right, Mr. Jamisi, you're going to do the Caldwell Electronic Earmuff Part 2 update. Yeah, I think we'll do the Part 2 part of this. Um, for those of you uh, that listened last week, all of you, um, we talked about these uh, earmuffs last week, and I picked these up uh, off the prize table at the Gunsight Alumni shoot a couple of weeks ago, which we're going to have to talk about maybe next week. It was a lot of fun. But um, I grabbed these uh, earphones, and uh, the idea was, uh, okay, let me just uh, review them and talk about them a little bit. So pull these guys out of here. And um, if you were listening last week, the um, review was kind of inconclusive um, because I tried these out, and you can see them here, and they're, they're pretty nice, actually. They're, they're pretty solid. They, uh, they feel like they're well-made and everything. They retail for about $44. And... Um, I tried them out, and uh, first off, they, they come with batteries, uh, three kind of cheesy batteries that died in about an hour, so it, it goofed up my first trial. 
because uh, I didn't have any spare batteries with me. So um, had to come back, threw some more batteries in there, and then tried it out a, a next day or a second day at the range. And um, I wore them during a match, and they lasted for about an hour and then started beeping and then dying, and uh, they wouldn't turn off. I had to pull the battery to get them to go off. So I thought, okay, these, uh, these are not going to be good. So I talked about this and, um, you know, aside from not working, <laughs> um, they were actually, when they were working, they were pretty good. So um, what we decided to do was, um, I was here on the show and we talked about it last week. And I said, okay, I'm going to try these out one more time because um, I turned them on to bring them into the show and they started working. And uh, they pretty much worked the whole time we were here. So um, I said, okay, I'll try them one more time at the range and we'll see what they do. And if they work, great, then I'll talk about how that went. If they don't work, then I'll contact the company and see what the company will do for us, and I'll talk about how that went. So as it turned out, um, I worked an RSO shift at the range last week, so I wore these things for four hours. And um, they worked fine the whole four hours. And so what I will say about them is, you know, when they're working, they're good. The sound is really crisp and clear. Um, normally what I wear is um, I've got a set of the 3M Peltor, um, headset or headphones and um, or ear protection I guess they are and it's interesting I didn't realize this till I started to look it up for this interview or for this um, product review but apparently I have the uh, the sport tactical 100s and apparently there's a 300 and a 500 but the um, the ones I use the 100 are pretty probably comparable to these I was telling you that um, these guys list for about $44 um, the tactical 100s that I normally wear list for $55 or $55. So they're about the same. The NRR rating, I think on this one is 23 on the uh, other ones that I use are 22. So they're rated about the same. The um, sound on these on the Cal on the uh, Caldwell's are um, it's really crisp and really clear. You could hear conversations really well, which is good. You know, if you just go to the range and you shoot at the square range and you, you know, you stand, you shoot a couple hundred rounds, you go home. Um, the conversation part's probably not that important. If you wear these, if you shoot matches, if you take classes where you've got to hear the instructor, you've got to hear other people, um, you know, if you just spend some time at the range, uh, there's a lot of conversations and things that are going on, so it's really good to be able to hear that. Uh, the Caldwells are um, excellent with that. The, uh, the hearing is really, the sound is really crisp and clear. Um, I noticed the gunshots are a little more, um, they're attenuated, they're still a little sharper. Um, on the Peltors that I have, it's a little more muffled. and um, Which it, do you like the best? Um, you know, it's interesting because uh, I think I'm, I'm used to the other ones because I've been wearing them for years. But four hours. But, um, yeah, these are actually pretty good. I think the, the sharpness of the, the gun reports bother me a little bit because I'm used to them being more muffled. I mean, they're still attenuated. They're not, they don't hurt or anything. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's different. But talking to people... Uh, these things are great because, you know, my usual thing is what, huh? And I'm doing that kind of stuff. Um, but with these, it was a lot better. So now you do hear. Well, you that's know, where that sharpness probably comes Yeah. In. So I'm not sure exactly what they do, but, um, you know, for that price range, it's great. It's like I said, these are $44. The other ones are 55 that I wear. The, the other two levels up, I, I happened to look it up once I got into it, the 300 and the 500. And the difference is, I think the, um, the 500s, which go for about $145, you get Bluetooth capability with those, which I personally don't have a use for when I'm shooting. There's some people like to listen to music when they shoot or something. Um, I don't have any use for that, so I don't need the $145 pair. Um, I don't know that I need the $99 pair because my 45 or $55 pair work just fine. Mm -hmm. Comparable to this, so these are actually pretty good. The um, only other thing 
Remember last week we took a look at the um, the how to do the volume or the volume. Oh, okay. Oh, that was the other thing too. Yeah. yeah. Last week the um, controls on these, if you can kind of see them here, the controls on these, you've got a button here that you have to push, and you've got a plus button here, a minus button there, and that's how you control the volume. The on off is here. When these are on your head, you've got to reach around and kind of feel for them, and it took a while to get used to. And I was saying last week that I thought that might be a weakness because on mine, I just have a knob. It's really mm -hmm. easy to grab. It clicks on. You turn it up for volume, turn it back down. It works really well. Um, I thought it was going to be a problem with these. And after wearing them for a couple hours, I got to where I could pretty much feel where things Because they have little indentations. They or do. Little... There's, a, there's a little plus. There's a little minus. You just have right. to feel it. And just once you find it a couple of times and you play with it, um, it's not bad. The only other downside that I saw to these, once they were working, if um, and I think I mentioned this last week. Uh, let's see if I can get this out here. Um, the battery compartment is here, and you've got to kind of pull this out. Let's see if I can do this here. Yeah, yeah there okay, you go. There we go. So this piece comes off. Whoops. So this piece comes off, and then the batteries are under there. And this is kind of a thin uh, plastic piece. I don't know how long that's going to last here before that you know actually breaks off but the other thing i was thinking too if you have to wear these in the rain or any kind of um not a heavy rain but i mean just you know i've shot a number of matches out here i mean it hardly rains but i've shot a number of them now where we're out there in a drizzle or kind of a light rain and everything gets wet um i don't know that this battery uh compartment's going to stay dry because there's no seal or anything here it's just uh... this plastic piece so i don't know that these would work outside but if um you know, if you don't do that kind of shooting, if most of your shooting's in the range or inside, or if you have another option for the occasional rainy day that we get out here, then these aren't these aren't bad. These are nice. Um, all the ones on the prize table happen to be this color. They come in a number of different colors. You can get just black ones, or you can get these, or there's mm -hmm. a whole bunch of different colors for them. But again, for the price point, and um, I don't know what was going on the first time. Um, but once these are working, uh, last week they worked fine. Maybe so. operator error? Could be. Yeah, I, I'll be darned if I could a figure it out. A bad set of batteries. But... Maybe a bad set of batteries. <laughs> Same batteries are in here. So um, the first set that I put in died completely, and they were the ones that came with it. Um, well, that makes they sense. They died I mean, after about an did, hour. Because you don't know how long a thing has been sitting on the shelf. Yeah, that too. And There's uh, no battery light that tells you how good the batteries are? No. Um, what I found was uh, it's just a constant beeping, which I assume was the dead batteries. Yeah, sure. But um, you don't but, know, wonder no, about those electronic ones. So the way they work is they actually send out a, a sound wave that cancels out the sound wave that the that the bullet made, right? Isn't that kind of the gist of how that works? Oh, could be. We'll have to ask. Uh, have to ask Sam. <laughs> Sam will know, right? Sam will know. So I I'm kind of wondering if that actually is even is is better protection for your ears than just having a bunch of you know material that, that muffles it hey if you're an ear nose and throat guy out there and you know the answer <laughs> yeah call us 888-344-1170 right. well, i would love to know that answer well they do really specifically do that i just i don't know exactly how the mechanics they do that well, that's but, but your they more do. that's more homework for you i can <laughs> do that yeah i i did used to be an engineer so i could do that but um yeah, they do. They specifically attenuate those frequencies, and they they bump up the other frequencies. Because um, like uh, David last week, David Chong was talking about the um, what they call them, the Radian yeah. R thirty seven hundreds, I yep. think. And um, you know, those are about ninety nine dollars, so a little pricier than these. But he was talking about how well you could hear all the way around with those. Because again, he teaches a lot, and it's important to be able to talk right. and hear conversations. 
But uh, but these aren't bad. There's not a bad. So uh, you're bad happy product. with them after four hours? I am. I don't know what the issue was that first time, but if they keep working the way they worked uh, this week for four hours, yeah, they're fine. Cool. All right. Well, let's go ahead and take a quick break. You're all listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right. PRMI Mortgage, primeres.com backslash Alpine. Were you aware that home mortgage interest rates have dropped? Well, if you're looking to buy or refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage. For nearly 25 years, Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris Wiley a call at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. All right, reviewer number two, Melissa Lee. Yes. You've got a pack of silicone masks by... Got a pack. Got a pack. Yes. Got a pack. So this is really interesting. Okay, so how many people have... (laughs) have this problem where you go to the range, you have to wear a mask now, and then you have your eye pro on, and then it starts to fog up. I think like, that's everybody. With, I think everybody. that happens with anybody that wears a mask. Right? Like, they wear glasses. So, like, that's so annoying. You can't see anything. Right. You can maybe, I, at the range, when I go shooting and I compete, you can take the mask off when you're shooting, but you have to immediately put it back on. So when you're sitting there in between, your, your eye pro fogs up because hmm. of the mask. Right. So this one... I got a pack. It's um, G-A-T-A-P-A-C-K.com. Um, you can find them under Instagram too. Um, got a pack. And they sent me this silicone mask, really flexible, got holes in it. Um, the ears, the ear, you know, the ear straps are just really super soft and you can adjust them. So what's interesting about this is you can, can you see that? Yeah. So you can, um, uh, Put this in the dishwasher. You can hand wash it and you can boil it and sanitize it, which is nice. Um, it comes with a cage. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It comes how many with a times, cage. How many times can you wash it? Or do they tell you? It's, it's wash it as many times as you okay. want to. Right. So this cage right here, it actually holds a KN95 filter in the middle. And so that, do you see that right there? So that you can um, put this inside the mask. So it fits nice and snug inside the mask. It doesn't move. Also, another cool feature is that inside the mask, there is these little tabs right here that keep the cage in. I don't know if you guys can see that. Um, So I like this because it's easy to wear. And when you put it on, well, I can't do it right now. But when you put it on, it doesn't really muffle my voice mm-hmm. because I have space. This cage keeps it away from my mouth. So, ladies, if you wear lipstick, you're not going to have any lipstick on the back end of your mask uh, anymore. So your nose kind of, 
What it, I mean, and I'm not saying this because of you. Yeah, you I have a pug nose. It's all right. But if you had it's a big right. old honking nose like Mike, hey, sorry. <laughs> but I mean, if you had a, you know, if you had a big, no, I mean, does that cage? I, I'm just looking at negativity. Does that cage get in the way, or does it adjust accordingly? No, I, I, I don't think you're going to have a problem because there is, um, a. I got makeup on it, but a pillow cushion around here for your oh, face. Almost reminds me of like a, a CPAP mask cushion that goes around your face. Okay. So as you can see, like, like my voice doesn't sound like it's muffled to me. It doesn't. Uh-huh. Um, hmm. Lucy? Well, Mike's nose keeps his lipstick off of the uh, mask. Yeah, anyway, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that's a huge advantage of having him. You got lipstick all over your tummy. Yeah, this is interesting. <laughs> yeah, let me see if so that'll go does, over that big honking nose. Yeah, I don't here. think it. I don't want to put it on. It does come in um, <laughs> kid sizes. It comes in adult <laughs> sizes, small, medium, large, and they're coming out with an extra large very, very soon. So, how do you know which size fits you? Um, I think you can go on the website and you can look at the. There's a measurement. Yeah, there's system. a measurement thing there. Okay. Um, the prices range from twenty to thirty dollars, depending on like if it's kids size or Her mask. Yes, but it's okay. reusable over okay. and over so, yeah, and over so you again. Just buy one. And you know this, Dave. Remember when you had to buy one of these for PE in junior high? That's yeah. not. Stop. That's Stop not. Being that's nice. exactly what yes. I was thinking. <laughs> Nice. They wouldn't let you dress nice. out unless you had one. Uh, I I That's what I heard. <laughs> so every time you buy one, each one of them comes with these um, 10 of these KN95 filters. And How long are they good for? Um, you can have to change them out every 50 hours. How many, how many hours? 50. 50 hours. Five zero okay. hours. Oh, man, I got to keep track. <laughs> yeah. That's really durable. It, it is pretty durable. And then um, what's nice is they have given us three masks to give away so all you have to do is go to gunownersradio.com sign up for our newsletter and you will be entered to win one of the three masks and you will get to choose your color there's a bunch of colors and your size size. correct you're better than joe joe only has one color And it's that color. <laughs> it's the same color. They match. Did matches. you guys coordinate? <laughs> I know you guys. I know we have the same. We have the same color. You know, so I really do. I've been using the uh, the disposable ones. You know, like mm-hmm. the real simple, like like you know, old school. You know, uh, medical ones. And uh, you know, just yesterday we did a shooting social, and you have to talk to people. You know, and so you know, my my glasses were all fogged up, and it's all. I, I really, I'm probably going to buy one of these. Um, I think they're very, very cool. I just looked on the website; they do have uh, measurements that you can actually. Uh, okay. Uh, it talks about um, uh, you know the measurements of your of your nose to your mouth and everything. So I'm probably going to wait for their extra large. I think uh, so. I would of, wait for their extra large because of my previously mentioned nose issue. Apparently, so it's That's really so not. A, it's really not a big nose. Your head is big. Thanks. Your head is <laughs> your head is big. Your nose is okay. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. To me. I know. Melissa, have you shot with the uh, with this mask? I have not shot with the mask, but I had my ear pro, my eye pro oh, okay. on with the mask, uh-huh. and because I didn't go to the range this weekend, but I walked around. I had it on for maybe four hours inside my house. Oh, really? And not no, once no fogging. Did, there was nothing, no fogging, nothing. So Great. it was perfect. Wow. And it was and nice. it's an attractive mask. It doesn't, I mean, it's, it's not, you know, it's not not attractive. I mean. Minus what Michael said, right? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't look, It's. It, I mean, look, I was making a joke, but it really, it doesn't look, well, doesn't, for a mask, it doesn't look ridiculous. Like no. some of the things I've seen, I'm, you know. Yeah. As, as masks go, I know. mask wearing goes. As, as, <laughs> as ridiculous as you can't look with a mask. Right, exactly. <laughs> So, Gotta Pack also um, 
on their website, they have a lot of these emergency bug out bags too. So go in the website, the gotapack.com, and you can check out their emergency go bags. They're okay. pretty cool. They're stacked. Okay. Our secretary wrote gotta, G-O-T-T-A. I had to ask them how to pronounce it because it's actually spelled G-A-T-A. I'm like, gotta? Gotta? Is it long A, short A, what? And so I asked them, it's actually pronounced gotta. Okay. So it's G-A-T-A, but it's pronounced GATA. Correct. G-A-T-A pack.com. Yep. And they're also giving our listeners 10% off. All you have to do is go to their website, enter in code G-O-R-10 for 10% off your order. So they're hooking us up. Oh, yeah. They have medical kits and backpacks. Yep. Survival kits. Wow, that's amazing. Yep. Hey, I got a question for Joe from a listener. He wears uh, hearing aids. Are hearing aids uh, compatible to the Caldwell? Yeah, they would fit right right in. I guess you might have to dial the sound down on the Caldwells a little bit, uh, you know, depending on how how dialed up your hearing aids you are. Get but, a ringing uh, in your ear. But it shouldn't uh, it shouldn't interfere with them. I but I have to say I've never tried hearing aids with those. Um, but I think I've seen people at the range with uh, okay. hearing aids and electronic muffs. Yeah. So I don't think it's a problem. All right. Well, that was one of his questions. All right. So all right. So we got the spelling, so people will know what. So got a pack mask. I like got it. Got a pack mask. And yeah. that'll that'll be linked to San Diego County Gun Owners as well as Gun Owners Radio? It will. Okay. Yep. How'd, how'd you hear about these guys? Um, actually, I've been following them for quite some time on um, Instagram. And I've always been looking out at their go bags because I'm one of those people that has three go bags in my house, one for each person. I know. So One for each person? Yep. Oh, what about a go? What about Leo? See, Leo get a Leo, he he loves my cat Leo. I know. Yeah, he loves cats anyway. Yeah, he's a cat guy. <laughs> she has turtles too. Did you know she has turtles? No, I didn't know she had turtles. I just got them. Yes, she just got them. They're so cute. There's Aww. Manny, Mo, and Jack. <laughs> <laughs> They're so. Cute. I should have named them that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah, so it's go an to. Odd, uh, it's an odd looking turtle too. I might add. It is an not odd looking turtle. It is that color. It is. It's not. that color right there. It's it not one of those not. normal looking turtles. No, it's it's not a, a desert turtle. tortoise. But it's how come it's a different? It looks like that mask. It does not. You're colorblind then. No, your camera. <laughs> you, you need to take photo classes. You know what? That's the last time I'm ever oh going to take gosh. pictures for you in your cars. I swear to you. I know, I know, I know. So, but this <laughs> this mask, you pay thirty bucks. I mean, I could see this mask lasting. Uh, it's going to last mask a long, lasting a like, long like six time. months, right? Yeah, and like, yeah, how many times do you ever go to like, like? Oh man, my mask smells bad. I need to free and wash Ew. it. And then you, it does happen. You have to wash your material mask and then you forget. You forget to stick it in your laundry. But this, you could just throw it in the dishwasher. You can hand bucks, wash it. For 30 bucks, you're not going to lose it. You're going to keep track of it. I'd hope so. Yeah. No, well, I really like it. All right. How many of those little filters does it come with? 10. Oh, that's 10. That's, 10. that's, yeah. So this thing will last you like a year. At so least. it's 50 hours on each filter unless you're, Snorting. You know, doing something, you know, like dusty, crazy stuff. You know, I don't know. Yeah, but, but you wouldn't want to use it to paint a car. <laughs> no, but it's a KN95 mask, so these yeah. suckers work. Yeah, absolutely. All right, good review. Yeah. Two good reviews. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. Man. And thank you, Melissa. You got no questions, so you're good for the night. I got no questions. Thanks. No, no. Thanks, but Dave. Joe definitely got a question. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a whole lot more, right? It's 5.30 already? Oh, my gosh. All right. We better hurry up. This is Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. 
folks. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Well, thousands of new gun owners just found out what San Diego gun owners already knew. A.O. Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. Hundreds of new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. A.O. Sword is also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop for cleaning, repairs, upgrades, customization, and Cerakote. Check out A.O. Sword on Facebook or on AOSword.com. Right now we have our technical expert, David Chong, on the line, and he has got some news for us today. All right. How are you doing, Dave? Oh, good, thank you. And I, I would be at the range enjoying this cool weather. Yeah, I like to shoot outdoors, but I can't go because I can't find any ammo. <laughs> hey, you're the wrong person to be saying that since you own a gun store. <laughs> it's it's What's tough. up with it? Is, is tough. Is it really that it, bad? Is it getting really, really, really bad? It's it has been bad, and it's only staying bad. Uh, the uh, it, it's it's the raw materials and components uh, that uh, that are lacking. People, I'm being told now by ammunition manufacturers that uh, there's no use for them to add any more shifts. They they don't have components to run. Mm. Um, reloaders are seeing the same things. You're not getting primers and and bullets out there. Okay, yeah, so I, I haven't uh, been able to buy primers and. At least a month so, and a half. So, what's the reason? Why? Why is there no product? Uh, well, it goes back to you know a six month delay on kind of lag time on uh, some COVID shutdowns yeah. of uh, lead and mineral mining. Uh, uh, also, supply chain issues. There's lots of rumors like, oh, all the primers we need from China are sitting uh, off the coast of Long Beach. That's not true. They, they just they have not been produced. And uh, uh, now that we've uh, it feels like doubled our uh, consumer public for uh, uh, ammunition to feed their new guns, uh, it, it's also a much larger market of people trying to get ammunition right now. So. Uh, supply has definitely shut down at a time when uh, demand is at an, really an all-time high. Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel? Uh, I'm sorry to tell you I do not. Uh, uh, that's what I'm hearing from my distributors uh, and the three manufacturers that I have a direct relationship with. I'm hearing the same thing. And then we had uh, two major lines completely disrupted by the uh, dissolution of Remington Arms. So those two lines are shut down right now while they do a transfer of ownership and complete the auction sale of of uh, Remington. And then Remington will be gone. Uh, yes, uh, Remington as we know it. What will remain is a is a Remington Firearms Company owned by an investment group of enthusiasts, gun enthusiasts, but that Remington Arms will not own the copyright to Remington, the logo, and the brand. That'll be owned by the people that basically shut them down. Uh, that'll be owned by the people who bought the Remington, uh, right. uh, uh, excuse me, um, ammunition line. Gotcha. Gotcha. See, I, so, you think, so we're always going to be able to buy an 870. That's not going away. We're always going to be able to buy a 700. Um, yeah, but can but, you really say that with confidence? Well, so I guess that's what I'm asking. Is is an 870 right going to be called something I else? I haven't been able to buy an 870 for uh, six months. Really? Uh, 
Yeah, they their production shut down a, a long time ago. So, not being a conspiracy theorist, uh, theorist, but do you see this as their way of of keeping guns out of people's hands? Except you can have a gun, you just don't have any ammo. Yeah, we talked about that a few uh, weeks back uh, regarding um, anti-gun investment groups uh, buying up uh, gun companies. That that that's certainly uh, Remington was victimized by kind of Wall Street robber barons who uh, maximized cash and and killed its uh, long-term viability twice. Two bankruptcies in two years is, is yeah, pretty, yeah, pretty self-explanatory. But I guess what I'm asking um, is, do you think the 870 is going to kind of become like the 1911 where, you know, manufacturers can make it, yeah. but it, you know, it's all the same parts, but it's, it may not be made by Remington. Like maybe... You know, Springfield will start making a, an 870 shotgun or something. Is that is that kind of what we're, we're where we're headed? Do you think that has already happened? 870s uh, patents ran out a long time ago, and so, for example, there for the past 20 years, there's well, 10 years, there have been uh, 870 clones coming out of Turkey and Italy. Um, you can get an 870 clone that can take all 870 parts, pretty much. Uh, and have been able to for a long time. Well, what about what about shotgun ammo? Uh, shotgun ammo is not doing as bad. Uh, different different set of uh, uh, supply. Uh, steel shots easier to get than uh, lead shot because again it, those those lead shortages. Yeah, I, know. Yeah. I do not think we will be out of the woods on ammo until we are uh, out of the woods on social unrest. Hmm. Well, that's so, not good news, because do you yeah, see well, social unrest going away tomorrow? Only, only he knows the day and time, <laughs> as in the Bible. <laughs> it's the truth. I mean, yeah. Oh, man. All right, Michael. I want to talk you can't about, have my uh, ammo. <laughs> that's the worst kind of unrest, uh, social unrest. Yeah. It, it is. It is. I, I get I get asked all the time, and you know, here, a public apology on the radio. I'm sorry to all of my personal friends who have said, hey, David. Uh, long time though here. Uh, can you get me a thousand rounds of nine millimeter? No, no, I I don't have a thousand rounds for myself. Well, that's I, why I, you don't hear, because <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any ammo. You know, you're getting, get a, you're getting as bad as John Dillon. You know that. I want to see well, some. Speaking of John, I want to see some positive John, news. Uh, he had a great segment. Uh, I'm happy for the uh, listener. Uh, write-in question on the legal uh, mm. legal question. Um, at the end of the segment, Dave, you asked, well, hey, you know, what's the guy supposed to do? And hey, give more details. Call John Dillon. Look, I have the answer for you. Hey, for, I already gave him your name and phone number. I just wanted to see if no, Dillon no, knew. No, no, no. I did. I am not the answer. Well, thank you, but I am not the answer. The answer is this wonderful insurance policy that I carry. Yeah. Uh, it is my personal choice, and they happen to be show sponsors. Yep. For the cost of less than a box of ammo per month, uh, I have uh, legal protection in, in case I have to use my gun. But also I have, and this is like the really applicable part here that people don't realize, I have 24-7 access to an attorney just to bounce those kinds of questions off. Hey, yep. I got this weird situation uh... with property. Uh, and do you know how much, it, it, Michael, what does the attorney cost hourly? A lot, a lot more than I cost hourly. I'll tell you that. Hundreds and hundreds. Hundreds. Of yeah, I mean, it's seriously yeah, not unusual. Dollars. Three, four, five hundred dollars an hour. Oh, it's I right. guess three fifty minimum. So, yeah. 
So, so for less than a half hour total for the year, I, I can ask all the questions I want from a gun uh, specialist attorney in California. Hey, what's my legal uh, right on this? Or what are the laws regarding me carrying in this situation? And my membership covers it completely. That alone is worth the cost of membership, not mm. to mention, God forbid, just like two weeks ago, yeah. if I have to, uh, you know, if I had to draw my gun and shoot, I would have been covered for my attorney's fees. So who, who do you like? Is, which which what which ones do you do you guys promote? U.S. Law Shield. Yeah, yeah U.S. Law Shield does a really fantastic job, David. That's a really excellent suggestion because I really do get a lot of questions. I'm sure you do too. You know, hey, what can we do legally, or can I do this legally, or whatever? But uh, you know, that U.S. Law Shield membership and the you know the the 800 number that you can call that's a fantastic suggestion. It's like having a service contract on your car, or your house. Yeah, yeah, it is exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on here. Fix it. <laughs> exactly. I like the way you roll. That's interesting. But the ammo thing is really not good news. No, I'm sorry about that bad news. Uh, it's it's not getting any better. Uh, we are pretty much locked down on popular calibers. I'm only selling one or a couple of boxes with the purchase of a of a uh, the corresponding gun. Mm-hmm. And uh, think about that. A, a retailer is saying, "Yes, I have product. No, you can't buy it." Of course I want to sell my product, but it's more important that a guy who, or gal who just bought their first gun has something to feed it. And so with the rate of ammo I'm getting currently compared to the rate of guns, um, uh, I, I can only put one or two boxes of ammo with each gun I sell and have any ammo at all. Okay, so you're going to start a coffee shop. <laughs> well, fortunately I have a lot of guns. So that's part of what, what's Jeez, happening there. Uh, speaking of my guns, uh, over at AO Sword, uh, uh, Michael, thank you for sharing our uh, post. We we have a tremendous inventory, and we're continually getting uh, oh, hundreds of guns a week, uh, and they sell out quickly. So I can't. You people may be confused. Hey, I haven't seen AO Sword post that they have a new gun, this or that, and be, because we're literally getting hundreds, and it's it's a waste of time. To, to post what we got in, the, the fact of the matter is we have most guns coming through the shop on a, on a weekly basis, um, and, and they, they sell immediately. I was going to say uh, they go out as fast as they come in. Right, but we are ahead of the curve, so when people come in, there is always a selection to choose from. If you come into AO Sword Firearms and you don't see the specific exact gun that you're shopping for, um, special order it from us again because of the volume we're getting and the reliable supply that uh, unlike uh, unfortunately uh, many of my competitors and, and uh, uh, friends in other shops that are not getting we are getting the guns um, if we don't have what you need in stock prepay for it and the next one that comes in is yours so course, david you can you can uh, yeah, order me a gun I want this, the CZ um, concealed carry. Is it CZ 75? I can't remember what model that was. Yeah, the compact. Yeah, that's the one I want. Uh, either the compact or the PO1, which has a, a rail as well, uh, which I like. Yep. Um, uh, absolutely. Uh, so you do have to prepay. And then you get this. Unlike most of our special orders, um, you, you ha- are absolutely free to cancel the special order. And as long as it's not actually in the store and you're in queue to be called uh, or on the way from the distributor, uh, we completely waive our restock fee. The only tiny fee is if 
if it's a cancellation of a special order and you paid by credit card, you will eat the 3% fee that we lose. But uh, that's it. No, no restock fee, none of that. Wow. So as long as you guys don't lose money on it, uh, you won't charge them money on it is what it sounds like. I think that's more than fair. Exactly it's called customer correct. service. Yeah. Yep. Remember that? So, you know, I'd remember, do I ever. Special order for me. You special order for me, you find it somewhere else sooner. No hard feelings. I am happy for you. Go get that gun. We'll give you your money back. Right. And then bring it to you and Cerakote it. <laughs> yeah, we'll get sights on it, do a trigger, uh, whatever we need. It doesn't come with a trigger? <laughs> Some don't come with good triggers. How about that? Ah. Okay, let me, let me not be so feisty. Uh, some <laughs> triggers from the factory leave a lot of room for gunsmith improvement. Interesting. That's what I wanted to say. I don't think a lot of people know that. They think what they get is what they get, and they can't, nothing can change. Uh, I, the new gun owners. Have, the new gun owners. Yeah. Right, absolutely. We have uh, uh, aftermarket trigger kits. I, I can do my own uh, custom gunsmithing to uh, other types of guns, such as uh, revolvers. I even have aftermarket trigger kits for revolvers. So if you buy a gun and you're not, you bought it and you're not really comfortable with it, wherever you bought it, they can bring it down to your store and they, they can, you know, you can chat with them about what their dislike is and there's a good chance you could fix it. Absolutely. Grip sizes. How cool uh, is that? Uh, textures, uh, the, the trigger pull, the, the, where the trigger breaks, uh, how, much, how long the reset is. Just about everything can be tuned. I wish car dealerships would do that. That'd be awesome. I can attest to David's magic because... Is he, he magic? He, what he does to an M&P Shield 9 is amazing. Makes it totally different. It's, a, it's an amazing gun. After he works on it, it's great. Wow. Right, David? Thank you very much for that. Yeah, we, we that's our most popular package, the Signature Shield package. Custom uh, thumb safety so it doesn't rip your flesh off when you try to activate the safety on or off. Interesting. Uh, Apex tuned trigger and uh, day-night uh, Trugo TFX sights. There we go, folks. See, A.O. Sword right there in El Cajon. Thanks, buddy. Have a great uh, evening. You too. Thanks very much, everyone. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to the Halloween show. Gun Owners Radio on FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. I would never go to Brandon's house. Can I bet he's got the craziest music playing all the time in that house is. That's our Halloween classics. I know they're Halloween classics, and he's dressed like Gravedigger. Did you notice that? the B-52s. Yeah. He's probably got, he's one of those guys that's got like a whole stack of vinyl. Oh. I'll tell you a whole you know exactly my house, Michael. Yeah. What's going on? I'm you coming a, over. Do you have a good re- uh, record player? Oh, yes, for sure. For sure. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to insult. Hey, welcome back. And don't forget, it is thanks to our sponsors that we get to broadcast and bring you the best Second Amendment content in the nation. So please, right now, check out the website at attorney of Attorney John Dillon. U.S. Law Shield, Firearms Legal Protection, A.O. Sword in El Cajon, PRMI Mortgage, Firearms 
Policy Coalition and get yourself a Cali key. Need to find out more information, addresses, websites? You need to go to gunownersradio.com. All right. You're going to stump him again? Well, you didn't stump him. Oh, they, we stumped him last Did week. we stump him last week? I think we stumped him last Sam, week. did we stump you? Uh, I don't remember. Ah, good uh, answer. Yeah. <laughs> good answer. You could be a politician. Yeah, Pepperidge Farms remembers. All right. Uh, stump my nephew. Sam, the gunman, is my nephew. He's 21 years old. And he is a, uh, he's like a, what is he? He's like a gun trivia savant. I think is what I, that would suggest he's not good at anything else. He's good at like everything. Yeah. So uh, he's just really, really knowledgeable when it comes to gun trivia, um, especially for being at the uh, tender young age of 21. So what we do is we have a contest. If you write in uh, a trivia question, if we use it on the air, we send you a T-shirt. If you stump him and he's unable to answer the question, then we throw in a hat with your T-shirt. So, and these, these questions range, history, gunsmithing, all kinds of cool stuff. Um, this one's kind of interesting. This one's a little bit technical, a little bit history. I'm interested to see if you will uh, get the answer. So this is Bonnie from Humul. Uh, Bonnie from Humul, she says she wants to know what the difference between a cock-on closing and a cock-on opening in bolt-action rifles. So what's the difference between a cock-on closing and a cock-on opening? Thanks very much for the question, Bonnie, and uh, thanks for writing into the show to ask it. You can already hear it in his voice. Local hole in the wall gun shop and <clears throat> asking the old military surplus collectors that because they they get a little weird about this. They get this kind of wild eyed look and start whispering amongst themselves. <laughs> so in um, old military bolt action rifles. Uh, a layperson or, or someone who isn't really into bolt guns might think they all work pretty much the same way, uh, which is not entirely the case. Um, they they do bear a number of mechanical differences from each other, such as push feed versus controlled feed and cock on opening versus cock on closing. Now, what we're used to is what's called a cock on opening action. So you can imagine most bolt action rifles you've probably handled um, when you when when the striker is down. So if you've already fired. Um, when you rotate the bolt handle to the left side or to the right side if you have a left-handed rifle, um, then you'll be pushing against spring resistance to actually cock the striker. Then, you know, you run the bolt normally, feed a cartridge into the chamber, and fire. Uh, That's how most of them work. Lee-Enfield rifles and some other ones use what's called a cock-on-closing action, uh, wherein when you're opening the bolt, you're not cocking the striker, you're just opening the bolt, the striker isn't cocked until you push the bolt forward and rotate it into the closed position. There are a few advantages and disadvantages to either, but uh, if you're getting into collecting, it's important to know the difference and know what your rifle is. For example, if you have some Japanese rifles, those are usually cock on close. Lee Enfields are cock on close, as I said, um, so that you can uh, you can impress all the uh, grizzled old military surplus guys. So Bonnie from Humul. Uh, actually included one of the main disadvantages of a cock-on closing mechanism. Uh, I I believe it's a little bit more mechanically complicated, but people say they like them because they're a little bit faster uh, because you you don't have to work against resistance to open the bolt. And what's what's a disadvantage? She she actually listed one of the disadvantages. And we're not holding this one against you. We're not holding it. You've already got it right. Correct! (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't really know all the intricate details, but like oh, I yeah. said, I do believe it is a little bit more mechanically complicated. You're absolutely right. And you, he's only 21. Only 21. Just turned 21. You and wouldn't know a grizzly. Girls, he's single. Guy. Everybody out Will there. you stop it? Uh, God, please. Here, Thank you. Here's uh, Okay, cock on opening where a cam retracts the firing pin as the bolt is rotated is a later refinement. Uh, the disadvantage, uh, the disadvantage of cock on closing is that it is a, uh, it, it can basically um, cause a, a, a slam bang, which means that if you, uh, if you work that bolt hard enough, it, you, you know the strike, it'll actually, it'll fire without, you know, pulling the trigger. Does that make sense? How, did you see how terrible he did that? Sam, I know, and I, <laughs> I have a script t- in front of me, and yeah. I didn't and do nearly as good a job. It <laughs> so yeah, they talked about a Moisson Nagant uh, or a '98 Mauser is uh, is a uh, cock on opening, but an Enfield is a cock on closing, right? Yeah, the uh, the 1898 pattern Mausers are actually really good examples to explain all the concepts in bolt action rifles because pretty much. Well, not every, but most of the bolt-action rifles designed from the ground up after the Mauser, i.e. not a refinement or conversion of some earlier design, are based on the Mauser action because Paul Mauser really knocked it out of the park with that one. Like the Remington 700, that's a Mauser action. I like that Sam approves of of Mauser. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Knocked it out of the park. He did a really good job. I mean, some of his stuff, a little subpar, but that Mauser that he invented, that was pretty good. Um, Yeah, well, you know, the the striker, the the, you know, the firing pin resting on the uh, uh, the uh, you know the cartridge, you know, is is uh, and can be a safety problem. It's one of the reasons that early revolvers, um, you know, uh, you'd carry uh, an empty chamber because you didn't want that hammer sitting there right on the, you know, yeah. And uh, Glock actually, their firing pin isn't lined up with the bullet until you're actually, uh, you know, in the mechanical process of pulling the trigger for that very reason. So I can I can see that that's kind of along along. That's that's what she's explaining is one of the disadvantages of the of the uh, cock on closing because if you again if you work that bolt too hard it the, the pin could actually hit the cartridge and go off is that is that kind of the idea theoretically yeah um that that would probably be more of a problem with uh civilian ammo with really soft primers i haven't heard of it happening but i'm sure someone has tried to induce it on purpose like with an unloaded cartridge like just the just the primer um it, it's conceivably possible that it has happened in action under duress, but like I said, I, I haven't heard about it, so I, I can't provide you a definite answer one way or the other. By the way, um, something something I'd like to bring up real quick. Uh, it came to my attention today that uh, for Hindus, today is uh, some kind of holiday where they venerate their tools and weapons, so I, I think that's kind of interesting. That is interesting. So are you venerating your, your weapons? Well, no, I'm, I'm not Hindu. I'm Jewish, but, uh, well... <laughs> I, I, I guess I do that every day. Okay, so this question just came in. Rich from Chula Vista wants to know what venerate means. I don't know if you can. Um, let me run upstairs and grab one of my dictionaries for you. <laughs> we'll make him do it. Not to worry. I saw the look on Rich's face across the room. I'm like, all right, we're going to stump him on this one. I know, we got him good. Hey, are, That's you, interesting. are you having any trouble getting ammo like we are out here? Uh, yeah, it's pretty much a nationwide problem at this point. Okay. Uh, but right. the weird thing is that it seems to vary what things are hard to find and how hard they are to find. Like at the shop, we've had months where we, we haven't seen so much as a single round of 9 millimeter. But right now we have 
um, tens of thousands of rounds of it in big buckets, but we haven't seen five, five, six in months. And we've had the reverse happen. We've had months where we were doing just fine on 22 LR, but right now we have none to speak of. It's weird. It is. Okay, venerate. To regard with reverence, respect, or uh, admiring deference, to honor with a ritual actor of devotion. There you go. See, I learned so much on this show. I do, too. It's like coming here. I know. I'm going to go do that. What's that show? Uh, that they that you're supposed to be smart. You bet your life. Jer- <laughs> you bet your life. I like that one. Requisites for getting on whatever Jeopardy. Show it is. Jeopardy. That's the one. I gotta. If you can't remember the name of the show, I'm gonna suggest maybe it's not <laughs> the show for you. It's up by alley. <laughs> maybe like a Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I can pick a letter. Yeah. I could do a letter on that. <laughs> Sam, it's always a joy talking to you because I think that's where, I think that's why you're the most popular segment on this show and we all learn so much so thank you again sir and have a wonderful week you too gentlemen it's been a pleasure as always all right folks well hey if you're listening on facebook youtube or our podcast make sure you hit like and subscribe please support our local sponsors firearms legal protection san Diego county gun owners u.s law shield cali key prmi mortgage the dylan law group ao sword firearm store firearms policy coalition can't thank Michael Schwartz, Joe Jermisi, Sam the Gunman, Melissa Miller, Rich, our great guy that's working on the videos, and of course, our digital music master, Brendan Thomas. Melissa Lee, too. Did I? I said Melissa Lee. Melissa Miller. You're making up names. Oh, yeah, Melissa Miller. She's a drifter. I like that girl. Hey, so go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information, and I'm going on Jeopardy. That's all there is to it on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. Oh, Bob Siegel's in the wings. Bob Siegel's in the wings. Don't touch that dial. Think you better call. Gun Owners Radio, fighting to preserve and restore your Second Amendment right. Learn more about Gun Owners Radio and how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunownersradio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they talk guns and Second Amendment rights. Have fun while staying informed and getting involved. This has been Gun Owners Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.